0: Hey, hey, I'm Des. Hey, y'all, I'm Si. And we're the co-hosts of Let's Talk Sis Podcast, where we truly believe that together, empowered women can transform their lives. Join us for heartfelt stories, enlightening conversations, and a whole lot of accountability along the way. So, we're back with another episode. Hey, hey. And before we really... Get into our topic for today. We have a small little personal challenge going on. We're trying to limit the amount of times that we say I don't know before we speak. So, yes, y'all hold us accountable and really all of the filler words the I don't know's, the ums, the likes. Yeah, it all has to go. I definitely agree. I feel like we have definitely improved within the last few weeks yeah. of recording. I hear us fluently, you know. Yeah. Um, being able to. <laughs> I wanted to actually add that. I wanted to say that I am really proud of us. Um, earlier today, I kind of binge watched all our episodes. Well, listened to. I was on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. and I listened from episode one up until our last episode, which was episode eight, and just overhearing the growth. Yeah. From one to eight, with talking over each other and the way we spoke and the amount of times we said um and just everything we improved a lot so I want to add that I'm really proud of us yeah I'm proud of us also and I'm really excited that this is something that's being recorded yeah because essentially I feel like our viewers and listeners will be able to embark on this journey with us definitely yeah What are we discussing today? Wait, wait, wait. Before we fully dive into today's episode, we wanted to give all of our listeners and viewers a special offer. 10% off of all products on our website. I think we should give them 15. All right. Let's do 15. 15% off all products on our website. Just use the code DSPOD at checkout. The website is www.theirsisterletstalk.com. Let's get back to the episode we're talking about the girls said they want to talk about building relationships well building friendships Mm. while being an adult so i feel like making friends as an adult is obviously much harder than it was being kids because it's not just like environment you're not in school with these people you're not I mean, necessarily, you're not living in the same neighborhood. You're just not obligated to be around these people every single day. So it's like you have to intentionally make friends as an adult. Yeah, I agree with that somewhat. Outside of, like, work and other social settings that you consistently show up, whether it be the nail salon or, I don't know, your favorite restaurant or whatever the case may be, but I definitely think that um, even in those settings, you're not forced to be friends with these people. You don't go there every single day. But I don't think in school you were forced to be friends. Not with Not necessarily, people but I mean, when you're around somebody five days a week, eight hours a day, it's a little different than going to the nail salon every two weeks. I definitely for two agree. Hours. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's relatively similar to like your place of employment. Yeah. But nonetheless, I personally think that making friends as an adult can be extremely difficult. But because social media has literally. Remove the element or the necessary means of communicating and networking and actually commute like connecting with people in real life. Yeah, even thinking about like the VR. I was talking about that earlier, like the VR systems, oh, yeah. the Oculus or whatever it's called. It's kind of like a replacement, essentially, for getting for out, being in the real and world and being. In, yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's. Know. It's like the easy way out. Is it the easy way out? Because essentially, I feel like there's no way to go around making actual real life connections. Exactly. Very true. But it's crazy because, like you said, the VR and social media, in a way, kind of handicapped us so much because people depend on that, And people don't even know how to function in the real world, especially after like the the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. People don't even know how to cope or function in the real world. Yeah. I think for people that are like me, that are introverts naturally, Mm -hmm. but know how to, like, you know, work the room when it's time, I think that it has its pros and cons. But one thing I can say the pandemic didn't really put too much of a strain on how I connect with people. or socialize I think that actually throughout the pandemic I was still socializing with people maybe not as much or not in the beginning like at the peak of it but I don't know y'all I was still outside I was about to say I didn't do what I was supposed to do during the pandemic at all I was outside I was active I was socializing networking I met a lot of people during the pandemic it definitely didn't hinder me in no way shape or form yeah, but I can definitely understand from a different perspective how someone else who might have... Stayed in the house. Stayed in the house, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, all day long, it didn't have anyone to talk to. Yeah, Didn't have those co-workers to go see. Didn't have, you know, yeah. wasn't really going to the grocery store. Because at that time, Instacart, DoorDash, and all it that, groceries, delivery services was really popping. So. Yeah. I mean, there was really no need for human interaction. interaction outside of those that you lived in the house with. Yeah. So I could definitely understand how the pandemic made it more difficult for you to actually connect with people in real life. Definitely. Especially even you added like those people you live in the house with about the people that lived alone. Oh, yeah. It's even harder. Yeah. So, And it made people in a way depend on that social interaction and you know, that virtual interaction to where so they depended on it so much it became normal and they got comfortable with it. Yeah. So, so um, how has making friends been for you as an adult? I know in the beginning you said that it was hard, but for me, are we speaking as an adult from the age of 18 or are you an adult when you're 18? <laughs> Let's start at 21 supposedly ain't nothing changed from when I was 18 till when I was 21. I will hope that a lot changed as adulthood. No, I had the same responsibility at 18 as I was when I was 21. Mm -hmm. But as an adult out of school completely, you were actually the first friend I've met as an adult out of school completely Mm -hmm. because even when I was out of school, When I graduated college, that was where my social circle remained, and I didn't really meet new people. I don't meet new people often, as in, like, friendships. Like, I meet a lot of networking associates and stuff like that. That's easy. That's cool. But as far as, like, actual friendships, I don't just, you know, meet friends too often. So. When I graduated school, my social circle remained the same until I ran into you. Mm, I think we talked about this a little bit on one of our other episodes about proximity and relationships. Yeah. And like you said, I think that's kind of where we were going when we referred back to like the pandemic and not being able to either go to work or being in those social settings consistent enough where it's like you make these connections organically. But I think that we don't acknowledge how much proximity plays a role in sure. maintaining and establishing friendships um so when we talk about building friendships as an adult what are some ways that you think that we as grown conscious individuals could extend ourselves to build friendships you have to be optimistic You can't be closed minded. You gotta be open to new minds, new personalities, just new people in general. I feel like, especially, like you said, we're talking about proximity. A lot of us is used to one thing, we're used to a certain type of person or a group of people or whatever the case may be. But when you're moving around and maneuvering through adulthood, and in different environments and things of that sort, you just got to be you got to be open minded. Yeah. Because I, even in a business world or work or anything like that, I've met people that I would have never imagined I meet or, you know, get along with or be friends with. So mm-hmm. my main thing would just be optimistic. You gotta be so. Really so how do you navigate these different worlds, essentially, or like these different types of people or different rooms that you're in? And well, before I ask, how do you do you cold switch when you're in these different rooms? I wouldn't necessarily say I cold switch in reality, I am a little bit i wanna say shy kind of I'm a little bit to myself a little bit so uh adept in a way mhm, I think. Um, I wouldn't say I cold switch. Do you cold switch? Um, I actually do cold switch. Okay. And this is something that I recently became aware of while I was at work. Mm. I'm not sure what happened or what the situation or conversation was about. But I noticed that when I am around other people who look like me, I feel a little bit more fluent in the conversation like I don't have to think as hard or think as much about what what's going to come out my mouth next when I'm talking to people that look like me in comparison to whether it's like my managers or you know the people that are superior to my position so for me it's kind of like you know yeah I'm sitting here thinking I'm thinking about the different people that I interact with, and I'm trying to figure out. I completely understand what you're saying, though. When you say "look like me," are you talking about? Because you also just said people that's superior or management. Are we talking about physically look like you or like peers in your positions? I'm talking about both. Okay, I'm I'm acknowledging uh, both. I think that. People that look like me and people that are in my position or we share the same position yeah. as far as like title or job job title, of course, I feel a little bit more comfortable with them. Yeah. And I think that that's completely normal. I'm not sure if that is considered cold switching in a sense, but I just feel like for your superiors, you should have a certain level of reverence for Mm-hmm. And I kind of just think that's what it is, but I feel myself transitioning from one conversation to another the other day, and I kind of caught myself in the midst of it, like, oh wow, like between two different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes sense a lot. Yeah. So, when it comes to building friendships mm-hmm. as an adult, right, what's the number one obstacle that you that comes to mind? The number one obstacle for me that comes to mind is truthfully speaking intention. Intention. What do you mean by that? Everyone isn't genuine. Especially um not being home and being away in areas that I don't really know about, or I'm really, you know, um, unfamiliar with. It's definitely intention because, yeah, a lot of people could just genuinely be on the same path as I and just want to find friends, but then a lot of people got ill intentions. I've been in some foul situations with people that you think are good people. I guess it's kind of like uh, past trauma. Hmm. I've been in some So how do situations. you identify The intentions of someone You don't know You can't you just That's what The biz- biggest obstacle is You can't necessarily Identify it Because You don't want to Sabotage the relationship Ahead of time hmm. You really can't You just gotta Use discernment And Move off faith hmm. Definitely discernment though We're meeting new people making new relationships, new friendships. Cuz I mean in all it could be the same as dating. Finding friends, dating, it's all the same thing in a way. Yeah. What do you think? Do you well, overall, do you think it's hard as an adult at all to make friends? You said it's a little hard. You said it's I cold feel cold like cold. it can be difficult, but I don't think it's hard. How could it be difficult? I think it the difficult Like, the factors that play into his difficulty are, like, personal factors. So, like, for me, personally, I don't think it's hard for me to make friends. But it could be difficult for me to make friends because of my own, like, social anxiety. But I wouldn't say it's hard because the opportunity is here. So, if I decided that I wanted to go out and, like, meet people and then nurture that relationship or that friendship or whatever the case may be, I think that Houston, specifically speaking, has a lot of potential and opportunity here for uh, friendships. I agree. Can we break down that word "heart"? When you hear hard, what is it that you think of? When I say hard and when I say it, I think it's hard to make friendships, I think of uncomfortable. Um, and I say uncomfortable As in, and that's, it's not always the same because I've actually made other friends that wasn't so uncomfortable. Sometimes things just flow. But then sometimes it's a little bit more challenging only because of a factor that you mentioned, like, for example, social anxiety. It's hard when I truthfully want to sit in my house and, you know, be in my comfort all day long. But at the same time, I need to network and maneuver and meet people. That's hard. Getting out your comfort zone is hard overall to me. Again, that's what I think of when I think of heart. Challenging, out of the norm. These are thoughts that come to me when I say hard or when I think of heart. So that's why I asked you because I hear you said it's not hard, but it can be difficult. And in my mind, I'm thinking that's the same thing. So, that's why I asked you that. Yeah, when I hear of heart, I think of, like... I don't really know how to put it in words, so bear with me. But when I hear heart, I literally imagine, like, a roadblock. Or, like, a brick wall. Or, like, something that's there that I need to, like, climb over. So you And when we talk about a topic that is generalized... From speaking about a general perspective and everyone's perspective, I don't think that it's hard. So that's why I said I feel like it could be difficult. It can be difficult for someone like me who has personal issues. So I don't think that making friends or building friendships while you're an adult is hard, but I feel like there are stipulations and factors to consider that could make it difficult for you. So how has it been for you as an adult making friendships, making new friends? What's the age... What's the age range? You um, just based, on, based it on adulthood since you've been an adult. I think that for me, it hasn't been difficult to make friends as an adult. And even thinking about like the range of friends that I have, some of them are, most of them are so different than others, you know? Yeah especially comparing them to like the friends that I've met in my childhood years or whatever. But one thing that I can say is that I don't believe that my friends are like one size fits all. And the friends that I do have, I feel like they're like a missing puzzle piece to me in some way, shape or form. So like I have some friends who I can actually dive into a full-blown, articulate conversation about something of substance. And I'm not saying that I can't have the same conversation with, like, a childhood friend, but I think the context of our conversation or relationship is just a little bit different. So a lot of the childhood friends that I do have, especially if we don't talk consistent consistent enough, a lot of the times when we catch up, it's like, remember when?s Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, yeah. And then I have other friends who are conspiracy theorists like me, so it's like we can really sit down and just chop it up all day, all day, you mm-hmm. know, about certain things. But I don't know. I really think that my friends are like a missing puzzle piece. They're all so different mm-hmm. in sh- in shape compared to like a puzzle piece, but they fit yeah. like different versions of me. Or different parts of me, I want to say, because I'm. There's one version of me, but different parts of me. So, I think that um, understanding myself has definitely made it easier for me to establish friendships. Yeah, and then establishing boundaries and having a certain expectation within myself and for myself has definitely made it easier to uphold and maintain friendships so how do you do you feel like it's been easy or challenging for you to set boundaries within your adult friendships i know you said like maintaining the boundaries and all that type of stuff do you feel like it's easy easier to set boundaries as adults yeah i feel like it's easier for me to set boundaries as an adult hmm and i feel like it's kind of easier to respect boundaries as an adult because it's so relevant today yeah so because we're all so aware of what a boundary is how to enforce them how to maintain them for me i've i noticed that it is easier to make sense of it and yeah. establish them earlier on in comparison to when i in my adolescent years because yeah. it was like a boundary a what? Like, girl, what you mean you can't come to the phone today? Like, first of all, we're not even friends if you don't answer the phone. But, like, mm-hmm. little catty stuff like that, yeah. you know? So, I think that, that yes, it's easier. But mm-hmm. also, I think experiencing life has allowed me to be more understanding. Definitely. So, within the parameters of friendship, I'm so understanding where it's like, girl, just because you don't come to my birthday dinner don't mean you cut off, you know? Yeah. That's really, really big, and I'm happy you said that, because I, I could agree with that. Like I feel like understanding boundaries is so much easier as adults, because I mean, essentially, we all going through this life thing together, we all figuring it out, you know, we all have real life going on outside of our friendships. and yes, friendships play a huge role in your you know day-to-day life, but we still are individuals. People are still getting married and having kids, and all of those things outside of their friendships. So mm-hmm. it's definitely much more understood as adults. How essential do you feel like new friendships are as adults? You know that mon- that thing that everybody has said for years, like the no new friends. I'm grown. Who I came with is who I'm sticking with. All that type of. What do you feel about that? I think it's pretty lame, okay. honestly. And transparently speaking, I think that it's pretty shallow. It's very shallow. And why place those limitations on yourself, you know? Like you might meet your best friend at 35 and having a mindset like that Mm -hmm. and a perspective as shallow as that won't even allow you to let anyone in who could possibly, you know, be a part of your journey for the rest of your life. So personally, I think that it's a shallow way to think. Yeah. And I think that it's not really good for us to place those type of limitations on ourselves because ultimately, yeah, we have free will and like the burnt, the manpower and the brain power to do things mm-hmm. and connect with others. But ultimately a lot of times I believe that connections are divine. Definitely. So yeah. it's like, if God sending you this person in this season or in his lifetime, for whatever reason, Why would you... Who are you to deny that? And why would you block your blessing? Like, you know? Yeah. And I also believe that as we grow, we go through phases and we change and we require different things. We require different people. We require different situations. So I think it's very healthy to gradually meet new people as you grow i was actually just watching a, a TikTok about this the other day it was saying like the new the new environments you'll be placed in whether it's business or family when you have kids and i think i showed showed it to you we have kids and your kids friends parents and it's so many different avenues to meeting new people Definitely emphasis on who were you to deny that because you could be blocking blessings. I feel like your friends and the people that you keep around you are a true mirror of who you are or where you are at in your journey, right? Yes. Because thinking of back when I was in middle school and beginning off in the high school, right? Mm-hmm. When I look back at those friendships that I have, and don't get me wrong, I have friendships that have lasted 10, 12, 15 years, right? Yeah. So obviously, I'm saying that to say that your friends can grow with you. Yeah, it's not impossible. But unfortunately, the friends who haven't been able to grow with me, mm-hmm. it's because those friends that I connected with in that period of time, they fit who I was. Yeah. So when I look back at friendships that didn't quite make the cut, yeah. So, as to where I am today, I don't feel guilty about it, but I feel like that period Mm -hmm. or that friendships that I had in like that era of time Mm -hmm. they were a mirror of who I was then at that moment yes so I agree with that a thousand percent um I actually so I go through well I guess we all go through like growth phases and for me I start a new life like every certain every certain amount of years it's just I decide to be a new person And I have friends from each phase of my life I've been in. Like, even if I go down my entire list of friends that I have, it's like, this person is from that era. This person is from that era. This person is from that era. And even though today, someone from the outside could look in like, how are you friends with that person or this person? And I recognize it so well because it's like, if I go back in time to when I met that person or when we became friends, it made sense for who I was because- The person who i was when like i said when i made some of these friendships Mm -hmm. or the ways i even met some of these friends or made these friendships i'm a completely different person today Mm -hmm. and to think of who i am and where i am and all of my friends somewhat in some way align a little bit but like you said, it's a mirror of who I was at the time. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's the best way to I say I definitely it. understand. Yeah. yeah, that definitely helped me um, understand a little bit more. But before I went into the whole mirror thing, I was going to say, whenever approaching friendships in your adulthood, mm-hmm. I think that the quality... Mm-hmm of friendship is better in comparison to childhood right because Mm -hmm. when you think about childhood and i'm speaking from my own personal experience it was more so the quantity over the quality of friendships you know so as we navigate life and we experience our own individual journeys Mm -hmm. um especially when you're committed to growth yeah i think that all of the friends that i've met within the last 10 years um we all have a common ground of likeness, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like you said, they're all like they all have some sort of correlation. Mm-hmm. And I think that the correlation is in character and values and things of that nature. Yeah. But when we talk about personality, it's completely different, yeah. you know? So, and I think that it comes down to I don't know if it's code switching or not. Um, because I have certain friends for certain things, right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that some friends can't transition into being a friend for something else or whatever the case may be. And then also, I feel like in certain seasons, I might be a little bit closer with this friend than I am in another season. But I think that the beauty in all of that is as adults, yeah, from being able to share our experiences... We gain a certain level of understanding and wisdom throughout our experiences that make our perspective not so shallow yeah. and caddy as it is when we're children, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I'm not having any conversations or any arguments with my friends about who didn't show up to my birthday dinner or yeah. you didn't answer your phone. Be- so... We must not be cool or, you know, the same arguments that I could reflect on vividly having definitely. when I was in high school and yeah. middle school and stuff like that. So I think it's it's really a beautiful thing to. It it's growth. Yeah. To meet people as an adult, you know. Yeah. Definitely. It's growth. Because like you said, some of them things don't even come to mind anymore. Yeah. It's not even a thought. So, yeah, definitely quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm taking this conversation a little left, but I think that I was having a conversation with someone, uh, within the community the other day, and we were talking about mirrors, right? Mm-hmm. And it reminded me because we just were talking about that in the aspect of friendship, mm-hmm. but this is left field. But the things that you have noticed that you don't like in your relationships or friendships or in people have you ever noticed that they're within you yes Mm -hmm. that's why i agree with the your friends are mirrors Mm -hmm. of you at that time of your life i've recognized that more so today because i do a lot of reflecting on my relationships so myself my friendships all those type of things and yeah i agree with that a thousand percent the things that i don't i wouldn't necessarily say don't like but Definitely, um, moments in my life resemble. Mm. For sure. Everybody, Everybody that I'm friends with, like I said, I met all my friends at different phases of my life. But, again, if I think back to the phases or the times or where I was personally in my personal journey when I met these people... Like I said, I feel like the best way for me to say it is it just made sense. And so now, as an adult and more self-aware than I think I've probably ever been, um, I'm able to identify those traits in younger versions of myself. But I'm talking about like current, recent. What do you mean? So like, for example, in our relationship, right, mm-hmm. let's say there's a trait or something that you don't like about me or you're not too fond of, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that, have you ever experienced that being a mirror of yourself? Yes. I think I say it to you quite often. I've mentioned a lot, like, like that'll piss me off and be like, yeah, that's something I would do. That's how I recognize it so well. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I think that within the past year, Mm -hmm. I have been able to identify that almost every single thing that I have verbally said that I didn't like about somebody Mm -hmm. was something that resonated with me. Yeah, Whether it was who I used to be Mm -hmm. or if it was something that I might struggle with today. Yeah. And I think it's so ironic how deep and divine connections are sometimes mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like friendships or people in general are, you know, you cross paths with them and they're putting place in your life to kind of show you what yes. not to do yes. or, you know. I was literally just about to say that I feel like I say it quite often that I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And- Every single person, whether it's for a season or forever, every single person is placed in your life to teach you something. Yeah. And I noticed that a lot, even in our friendship, it'll be little stuff and it's like, I'll recognize that's something I do, but I realize how much I dislike it and Mm -hmm. it's like, damn. Like when we was talking about prying the other day, Mm. I know that's something I truly, truly do not like. And then it's like, damn. Is that something I do? Like, I don't want nobody to, to feel like I feel right now. Yeah. I, I do that a lot. So definitely, every everybody is placed in your life to teach you things. Because if you don't have, have these mirrors, essentially, to show you your dislikes or the areas that you need to grow, how would you ever know? Yeah, but even thinking about, like, I just said that I learned this within the last year, right? Mm-hmm. So it forces me to reflect back on all of my connections mm. and the way that I interacted with people prior to the, the past year, yeah, the you know? Is, yeah. So it's like, I feel like I unlocked a new level of awareness mm-hmm. recently within the last year that has forced me to have a certain level of compassion for people Correct. that yeah, was not present before. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I, Personally, I'm a person that puts myself in people's shoes a lot. I always have. So even if it's something that I, because I just learned this in therapy. Uh, Your friends and your relationships and everything being a mirror of yourself. I just learned that. In therapy recently, like my recent... That's crazy, because I've just learned that from experiencing life, like, recently. Like, just reflecting back on friendships yeah. and relationships yeah. and being like, why does this feel so familiar? Yeah. Like, this thing that I don't like about you or I'm not too fond of... It feels... It familiar. feels familiar, you know? Yeah. I was very, very unaware. It wasn't until, like I said, I was talking to my therapist and I'm verbally expressing to her... These things that I dislike, in these people, and these people, or these traits that I dislike. And she's twisted my mind back, like, but in this situation, didn't you say you dealt with this that way? Or didn't you say, like, she's the one that made me recognize, yeah. yeah, that damn, that's, I mean, that's what that is, it's a mirror. So that made me focus on bettering these things about myself more. But like I said, I've always I've always had this that compassion for people cuz I always even if it's something that I wouldn't do or I think I wouldn't do or it's something that I can that'll never be me type of thing um I still had some type of grace and compassion because it's like I don't know. That's the way my brain works is like a I always try to be so understanding of everybody. But more so recently, now that I recognize I was there once. Like, okay, just because I grew past that, they're probably still in that phase. They're still growing through it. Yeah. So. But I definitely just identified that in therapy. Overall, I feel like friendships are really beautiful. Yeah. If I could explain how I feel so deep about my friends and my friendships. I don't like, I don't know. I just feel like it's heaven sent, you know? Yeah. And thinking back on some of the friends who have experienced some of the most vulnerable situations of my life and not changing your perspective of me. Yeah. Not judging, not be, yeah. Not being judgmental, being, The cornerstone Mm -hmm. of, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, wow, I think that, I don't know, I say this all the time, but community and friendship and companionship in totality is just so important. And I feel like along the way, within the last few years, we as a whole have reach this place where it's like we don't value companionship as much as we should yeah you hear so many people so often say like they don't need friends they don't need a partner you need that yeah like i feel like i need that i, I about to say i need that like i need my i wouldn't have survived certain things if it wasn't for my friends honestly and even when we look back at mankind i'm so excited we're uh Within the community, y'all, we have Bible study, and we're reading Genesis right now. But <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, Adam couldn't even essentially survive in the garden without, without Eve. Eve. Yep. Like, he knew something was missing. He knew it was missing. Like God he didn't even know he's never seen, never met He never even knew what a female was. But he knew it was a part of him. He just knew something was missing. And it's like when I hear people say, Oh, I don't need friends, it kinda just automatically thinks like makes me think like, Who hurt you? Yeah. Or like what what did you yeah, what did you experience? What, What trauma have you been through to make you feel that way? Yeah, like who tainted your experience of friendship? It kind of makes me want to be your friend because it's I, like, I was about to say that it kind of in my head for sure, it always makes me like, Oh, girl, you ain't, yeah, girl, you ain't never have, have a, a friend. friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you did not have a good friend, yeah, even through disagreements. Like, I um recently reconnected with a friend who I kind of took a step back from. Mm-hmm. And my mom has this saying, like, sometimes it's piss, sometimes it's water. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it means, like, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But even when I'm going through hardships Mm -hmm. with friends, or even if we're not friends anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, I still have this certain level of reverence and respect for them. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, like, I just look at you different. Mm -hmm. I value you differently. I appreciate you so it's like I'm not going to be talking about you I'm not going to have nothing negative to say yeah I'm it's 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 really all yeah it's really all love and even reconciling with a friend recently I'm just so grateful for reconciliation Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for awareness and maturity right maturity because to be able to come together as two grown people and say okay yeah we took some time apart but this is where i was wrong this is where you were wrong yeah and kind of be able to progress from that is so beautiful because younger me i was just like oh i don't want to hear it like i'm I'm going on to the next friend like you you fake (laughs) it's so funny because me and a friend was just having a conversation about this the other day like about growth and how being younger it was so easy to just mm-hmm. I will never talk to you again but now how much we value our friendships mm-hmm. and how much we value our sisters it's like damn I miss my friend like you was a good friend mm-hmm. like it's it's definitely maturity for sure yeah and understanding I'm just I'm just so mm-hmm. happy because yeah. When I think about where I am today mm-hmm. and the level of awareness and understanding and all of these these things that we continuously talk about that I have today, mm-hmm. I literally cannot, fa- like, fathom how I was navigating through the world without these things prior. Yeah. Like, the quality of my relationships weren't that great, honestly. Yeah. You know? So, I'm just happy for where I am today. Yeah. And the journey or process of acknowledgement but getting back on track to building uh friendships uh how do you suggest one person take inventory of whether the friendship is substantial or not how do you feel when you speak to this friend how does it make you feel internally like is it substantial is it shallow what do you get from this does it feed you at all does it fill your cup That's how I personally do it. Like if if I'm talking to you and I feel absolutely drained after the conversations or if I feel continuously, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Continuously like empty and just not fulfilled. There's, there's no value here. Yeah. So it's definitely how you feel internally when you associate yourself with this person. So if you do feel like, maybe you've taken mental inventory or mental note of a friendship and it's not sustainable to you. Do you, how do you present the conversation? I am not the best person to ask this question because I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to be honest with you. I've had experiences like this, and I, I, have, I have still to this day friends that I've just acknowledged that this doesn't serve me. You have acknowledged that to them or within yourself? Within myself. Mm. And we're still friends. I wouldn't say we're no longer friends or there's any, you know, issue or anything. I just take a step back. You know what I noticed? I feel like when two people are committed to growth and Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with the pace or speed at which two people are growing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that when one person is not committed to growth within the relationship or friendship, I feel like there's organically going to be some sort of distance Yeah. because the interests no longer align. The conversations don't align. So it's one of those things where it's like in some cases, I don't have to even acknowledge or initiate a conversation because organically, we're just going to stop communicating. Yeah. But on the other hand, I have experienced knowing that this relationship or friendship doesn't fulfill me. Right. But this person is still initiating communication consistently. And the level I want to say of communication that they're trying to uphold just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. And I think that being real with myself, it's, a dishonor to continuously uphold something that doesn't fulfill, fulfill, yeah, that doesn't fulfill me or feel good within. So I think that recently I have just reached a point of maturity where it's like, I love you. Mm -hmm. And, you know. How do you communicate that? What do you mean you know? It's just not like, I just don't think that this is, this is going anywhere. That's what you tell your friend? Yeah. But I feel like at the point of me saying that, we're not friends. Yeah. Because I feel like I have this Sounds bad... Like a breakup. Yeah, I have this bad habit of calling people a friend who are no longer friends. Like for some reason, well, obviously there's some sort of emotional bondage there. But yeah. I think I hold on to people way longer than I actually need to because I can say oh that's my friend or this and the third but it it doesn't feel like a friend I know it's not a friendship I actually do that quite often and I do it to the point where I don't even recognize it mm. it's some I have some moments of reality and then it's like some moments of just talking I guess and it's, it comes out organically. there's been times I remember there's been times I mentioned people to you and you like your friend right i be like not really Mm -hmm. like well you said that with your friends like yeah I used to be my friend but not really like Mm -hmm. yeah it just organically comes out as that but then it's like when you realistically think about it it's like we're not friends yeah and I think those are the ones that hurt the most a little bit sometimes I would sometimes yeah definitely sometimes to piggyback off what you were saying about friends knowing or realizing it when you realize it um I feel like For me personally, there is sometimes a mutual understanding and sometimes not when the conversation just doesn't align. The things that they want to talk about, it's like I don't even have responses to those things. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes those one-ended conversations. Now we're on the phone and you just talked for 30 minutes or an hour or however long and I have said absolutely nothing. Or even vice versa. If I begin talking about the things that interest me or that I want to talk about, and you have nothing to respond and say, girl, you better than me because after a good ten fifteen minutes of oh no, energy, I was giving an example after about ten fifteen minutes, I'm quick to tell somebody yeah, I'm gonna call you back. Yeah, I'll be like, hold on real quick. Somebody call hold. On. It might hang up. It's Facetime. I'm. Uh, oh, I don't even explain that much. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Yeah, I don't even explain that much. It's definitely a quick like. Yeah, for real. Wait, let me call you back real fast. That's my favorite thing. But what I'm saying is, I feel like something like that, and this could be just me assuming, but I just personally feel like stuff like that, how is that not mutually recognized? That's definitely assuming, but yeah. I feel you. So, yeah. Like, how, don't you, how aren't you able to, like, read the room? Exactly. Why can't you read the room exactly? Yeah. I feel like this topic was really good, honestly. I enjoyed I this conversation, and hopefully... The girls can, you know Yeah, I hope somebody can take something from this Especially I mean, we're all adults I was about to say especially adults We're all adults And we're maneuvering And I want y'all to get out and network Meet new people Yeah, challenge yourself in the coming new year To really get outside yeah. And meet some new people Because One thing for sure Two things for certain You you never know who you're crossing paths with exactly. Like Yes, in that initial engagement or interaction or information exchange, you might have gotten a name and you might have, mm-hmm. you know, got the surface level of things, but you never know if that might be your next investor, your next business partner, yeah. your sister, uh the your, the godmom of your child literally. in the future, yeah. like literally. So just I don't know, give that person a try. Be optimistic, be yes. open minded. And, yeah, meet new people for sure. Give people chances. You Mm -hmm. have to give people chances. And I feel like, especially being from where we're from, it's such a stigma. Like, it's not Joe. You're not doing too much. Mm -hmm. Network. Be friendly. Meet these people. Yeah. Don't give the mean girl energy or the nasty stink face. Mm -hmm. You got to be open. You got to, your energy, your, like, just be open to meeting new people for sure. Before we go, I want to read one of the questions that we have Mm -hmm. from the sister in the community. Okay, so Brittany said, at what point in your friendship Mm -hmm. were you guys able to transition over into business partners? Like, how did you know? That's a really good question. Yeah, I was about to say that's a really good question because we transitioned into business partners pretty soon in our friendship. Yeah, we did. Like, really, really soon in our friendship, so... I don't think we knew. Well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that we knew, yeah. but I think that it was it was, it like was a little like, bit of a divine feeling. I was about to say that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was gonna say it was divine timing. Yeah. Because we both approached the idea at the same At time. the same time. And it's so crazy because I remember it. I remember it so vividly. I remember when I mentioned, I talked to Simos about it first. I talked to one of our mutual friends. I mentioned it to him. I thought about it. And I'm like, yo, would this be a good idea? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. And I thought about it. And then when I mentioned it to you, you're like, wait, because I was just thinking that. And, Literally. But you was thinking like a different angle, whatever. But yeah. he was like, I was just thinking that same thing. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is I was a little hesitant on even thinking, like, bringing it to you or mentioning it because I kept, like, you know, I double-think everything. Mm. And it was like, yeah, but, yeah. Here we are. Right? Yeah, so to answer your question, Britt, um, I don't think that there was, like, a significant moment Mm. or occurrence that took place. But what I can say is I would have never moved forward with transitioning into business partners yeah. if I would have never thought that the internal side or factors were aligned yeah so when we talk about like integrity and character and values and things like that I think that that aligned so it was easier for me to step into the business realm and it's yeah. so crazy because I've never seen you operate in a business world prior all. yeah prior to so it was really just based off of like a character judgment You know, yeah, in the space that we were in at the time. But like I said, here we are. We're making it through the trenches, Britt. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I don't, like you said, it was definitely, it's not like a perfect timing type of thing. I don't think it's like that with anything in life, though. I don't think anything is like perfect timing. So yeah, thank you for the question, Britt. Guys, if you have any questions, that was a good question on our friendship. Yeah, that was a really good question. And like Des was saying, if anyone has any other questions, Mm -hmm. please do not hesitate. DM us, comment under whatever platform you're listening or viewing this on. We're trying our best to make sure that this is an inclusive experience for all of us. Mm -hmm. Y'all, we're coming to the end of season one. And I don't know how I feel about that. Who I don't like, I don't know. That's crazy. I think we even just got into the thought of seasons within the last like episodes. Your last, it wasn't even like because we've just been gliding through, I feel like, and learning as we go, go and not even realizing that, like, damn, here we are nine episodes in. Yeah, that's that's deep. So, you know, I heard the, the milestone for people was like, how many episodes that people don't make it pass? A lot of podcasts don't make it pass. I don't know. But I definitely know what, uh, what you're talking about. I think we yeah. had this conversation earlier on. Yeah. But I think we beat the statistic, if I'm not mistaken. I, don't, I think the statistic is like between 10 and 12. Mm. So we shooting. We shooting. Well, if we show up next week. We got it. Nonetheless, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode with us. It has really been an honor and a pleasure to continue to have these conversations. And it means the world to us to have your participation, your engagement. And before you go, don't forget to leave us a rating, comment, like, share, subscribe. And send this to your sister right now. Send it to your friend. Send it to your your bestie. Yeah. And let them know that you appreciate them and how much you value their friendship. Yeah. Well, there you go, your challenge. Mm -hmm. Y'all, let us know how we did today on cutting down on the I don't know's before we speak. Yes. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Toodles. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Let's Talk Sis, with Des and Sa. Stay connected by following us on all of your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget, use hashtag Dear Sister let Talk to find us. Wait, before you go, head over to our website or our Instagram and join our interactive community for a daily dose of sisterhood. where like-minded women, fellowship, encourage, and create a safe space amongst one another. See you inside, sis. Toodles. Bye.